ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? What's going, going on? on? Are we doing a test it or are we going to go for it? I've already started recording. Oh my god, <laughs> crap. I mean, bleep. I mean, poo. So, how are you? I'm good, babe. How are you? I'm good. We had a good morning, didn't we? We, we went had to a walk. phenomenal morning. We did a long walk up Penny again. Yeah, one we of, did. One of the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I've had a really, I'm having a really, really good day. It's been really nice and bright and breezy. We've seen some friends later for some. Oh, we've seen yeah some people that yeah. we actually like. <laughs> <laughs> we love all our friends. How are you? Do you know what? I'm really good in life. I'm zen. I'm chill. Everything's. Mm. I'm putting good energy out into the universe. And well, we can change that. And I think fuck off. I think everything's <laughs> good. But I do have a few, you know, shout outs I want to do. Oh. Some people. So. I have a few as well. Actually. The first one is Mr. Tony Piper, I think it's pronounced. Tony he, um, Piper. sent us like on Instagram a message hey, that, Tony. that like gave us like a tip of you know how to improve sound quality of yeah. our episode and things. Yeah. And um, like it's really good because usually what people would do is message you and be really arsy. Oh, and be yeah. like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, he gives some really constructive We just feedback. started a few months ago. We yeah. started because we didn't know what we just wanted to do it. When yeah. this is all new to us, yeah, let's try and make a mistake. But he's given some really constructive feedback, and he was really lovely about it. And I really appreciate that. So shout out to Tony. Yeah, really, Tony. really, Love really you. nice. Um, also, um, shout out to Matt from the Nazim Matt Foundation. Oh yeah, I think we should like talk about that at some point. Oh, or definitely. Maybe even now. Yeah. But what an incredible guy. Oh my god, I'm, he's, I'm, I'm getting emotional already. He's lovely, isn't he? Yeah, Matt, if you're listening to this, we absolutely love you. I'm sorry if I was a little bit kooky on kooky on the day that you came. <laughs> we did some um, some recording with them. We were we had some video stuff going yeah. on. So you know, so there's some really I don't know if he's the pipeline. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's like. Um, uh, that was an inside joke that you just did there. Uh, but I'm Don't not sure. That, okay, that gives it all away. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, it wow, does. you just ruined my life. Anyway, back to Matt. Yeah, so I'm not sure if he's like announcing it or not, but so we we shouldn't say. But yeah, we did some recording with him. No, he knows. People know. Oh, people know. Yeah. He knows. Of course, he knows. No, no. <laughs> but people know because he messaged me the pictures that you can post it because people know. Oh, great. So yeah, we're gonna be in a documentary. Yeah. So, but anyway. That I'm really, I'm really looking forward to. It'll be interesting to see how it, how we come out. If we don't come out great, then I'm gonna blame the editing. Oh my god, you're gonna come out? <laughs> no, I'm not ready for that yet. Um, but yeah, you know, Matt, thank you so much. You were an absolute gem that day. We had such a great time with you, and you are an incredible person. You like, are l- absolutely an icon, you. a legend, an inspiration. Yeah. Oh, you're very inspiring. Yeah. I think that's. We'll make a good episode. Babe, that's a podcast waiting to happen. Girl, it's an episode yeah. waiting to happen. Podcast episode, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's and it, shout yeah. out to, is that how do you pronounce it? Ruhul from Ruhul. India for the fan art. Ruhul, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for that. It's a lovely piece of work. And if you're listening with your homies, is that what people say nowadays? No. No. <laughs> you get it, girl. You get it. But you know what? Well done, everyone, for your yeah. lives. I don't yeah. know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm oh, very no. tired from that walk. So I can yeah. really feel it. Yeah. No, I think you sound fine, babe. So apologies if I sound like crap. Well, I mean, why start apologising now? <laughs> <laughs> I have a shout out as well. Shout out to my ex. Shout out to my ex. You're really quite the man. 
was such a flop. So that's my shout. But I can tell you the new bop of the week. Yes, you may. Oh, oh. Call me angel. You and your mirror. Don't call me angel. That's enough. Yeah. So it Otherwise, is the new song for Charlie's out. Angels film. It is Ariana, Miley, and ugh, Lana Del Rey. Don't call me angel. Ariana's one of the ex- executive producers for the album, or that's gonna be the soundtrack. And also, because we love Ari, we're Ari stands, so fuck y'all. Um, did Miley, you just, did you just abuse the audience? No, we love y'all. We, Miley <laughs> ate up her verse, like ate it up. She, she was voice. like, she was like, do you know, like in Pac-Man, yeah. where like the little thing eats everything. The fuck she did you just ate, call me, <laughs> girl? Bye. She <laughs> ate it up, but Miley can sing. Lana Del Rey, mm, 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 meh. Lana Del Rey is a mother-like figure to me. <laughs> do you know what? I know there's some Lana Del Rey fans out there. I've never got it, and that girl ruined. Break up with your girlfriend and bored in the live lounge. She <gasps> murdered it. She can't no, sing that well she live without all the tunage around her, you know? No, that that cover. Lana Del Rey ain't it. Mm. Apart from that one song. Summertime, summertime, sadness. That's it. I love you. Oh, and also, I wanted to, excuse me, I just wanted to say thank you very much to the, I'm assuming it's a gentleman person, who um, had positive feedback to give on my David Attenborough impressions. Oh, yeah, it was um, Blair Gowry in Ble- the place in Scotland, Blair Gowry LGBT Twitter account in Scotland. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, they were really happy. And, and I'm, really glad, yeah, I'm really glad that your uh, daughter enjoys the podcast. Was it, was it daughter? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah. And well, your offspring. Yeah. Your issue. I'm glad glad that they um, enjoy Armour it. is really good at impersonations. So I've got... Impressions. Um, I've Would got, you like to do one for us? Well, yeah, I have a little one prepared. Okay, what is it? It's, oh. it's, it's, still, it's still David Atkins. All oh, right, okay. I want, I'm going to challenge you to do another one as well today. Yeah, well... Okay. Go on then. Great. Go on, David, David Ambra. <laughs> oh, now I'm like proper on the spot, so it's probably going to flop. But this is my impression of David Attenborough narrating your life in the morning. Me? Yeah. Oh shit, go on then. It's nothing special. Expose me, bitch. No, it's not. It's just. <laughs> I can expose but like, it, but like, basically, like, if David Attenborough was going to narrate your life, this is, this is how it'd be. It'd be like, the beast has awoken. <laughs> Ready to rummage the cupboards, Amir Hassan is in search for food. <laughs> A fine species, these creatures can grow up to seven feet in height. I can't. <laughs> and can survive on a diet consisting entirely of protein shakes and alcohol. True. <laughs> no luck in searching the cupboards. For this hangry creature... It's off to Lidl for some bran flakes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you prepared that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's my present to um, you. I want you to do an impression, another one. Okay. Okay. So how about you tell me what you want me to do? Oh, no. And then throughout this podcast, I won't pay attention to you and I'll think about preparing for it. Okay. Do you want a person or like a place? Like the accent for a place? Oh, I don't know. No. Oh, I tell you what. How about you challenge me to do Mo- to do Mel B from Bow Selector? Okay. <laughs> I challenge you to do Mel B from Bow Selector. Oh my God, that's going to be so hard. Do I save it for the end? I'll try so my best. So to get there, you've got to stay tuned. Okay, so how about this, right? You challenge me to do Mel B from Bow Selector. Guys, if you don't know who Mel B is from Bow Selector, type it, go into YouTube, type in Mel B 
bow selector and there's so many clips and then come amazing. back to us it's literally the best piece of anything ever existed but i know you should challenge me to do her voice that like narrate something or say something like i don't know a shopping list or something okay i challenge you okay god this challenge is very <laughs> um, expensive to do mel b okay. on both selector can you believe i picked that yeah um and i challenge you to do shopping list go no you go on shopping in Lidl. okay Okay. Okay. We'll do okay, that later. later. Okay. You've got to stay tuned. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. the topic that we want to talk about today, um, mm -hmm. what were you going to say? Uh, well, I was going to say there is one more shout out as well. Go on. But um, before I talk about that shout out, I need to kind of come clean about something. What? My ex texts me. What? Oh my God, the look on your, <laughs> the look on your face, you want to eat me alive. <laughs> Um, Are you going to do a shout out to my ex again? No, but my ex did get in touch. Which ex? My ex personal trainer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-climax, like me in bed. Um, so yeah, basically, um, I wanted to give a shout out to my current personal trainer um, because it's really working and yep. I'm having a really great time. There's no crazy diet. It's about nutrition in terms of what I can eat in order to lose weight. Uh, and by what I'm, I mean, how many calories and, you know, macros in terms of fats, carbs and protein. Um, and then the exercise that he prescribes me, basically. And I just stick to that. And it's currently working. How long it's going to work for? I don't know. My body's a bit weird. But Checking I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to give, um, and this is not, we're not, not prompted to do this, but I just wanted to give uh, Ben Holden a shout out because he's been really, really good and, you know, I've really enjoyed it. We're both doing yeah, his, we are. his plan and it's working for both of us, right? Girl, trust me. And like, if you want an online plan from Ben Holden, Ben Holden Fitness, go and find him online. Yeah, online, yeah, do yeah. Know, he'll do an online plan for you, no matter where you his, are. What's his Insta? Is it B Holden? Yeah, I'm trying to find. I love putting you on the spot, don't I, babe? Mm. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm not going to look. You can look. Yeah, I think it I'm is. I'm really feeling that type of way right now. Yeah, it's, so it's called Behold Fitness. Get in touch Ooh, with him. Ooh, ah. Yeah. Behold. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. Keep it in That's your That's so clever. Up. So, <laughs> yeah, Behold Fitness, guys. Get in touch with him and he will make you a um, plan that you can follow um, and uh, anywhere, wherever you guys are in the world. And he's absolutely fantastic. My ex did get in touch with me and, uh, you know, I haven't replied. Yeah, no bother. Because it's awkward. And that's ex-personal anyway. trainer, just yeah, in case you're trying to get yeah. some tea over here. Ain't no yes. tea up in this house, bitches. Yeah. So, anywho, yeah. we are going to talk. Right, there was an experience that we had in Lidl mm -hmm. recently. And it spurred onto a lot of conversation for us. Yeah. It was that woman, wasn't it? That was So, we were queuing up in Lidl and we were going to buy some stuff. And she was in front of us. And um, interject, please, so you get the, we get the full story. Okay. She saw us, and she was basically like, did she, did she even say hi to us? So shall I tell the story? Yeah, please, tell the story, okay. and I'll interject. So, first of all, what is the um, topic that we're going to talk about today? Is it racism? I was going to get there and build oh. on the story. Oh. Can you cut that bit out, please? <laughs> I was going to... I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll cut that bit out. Okay. So... The topic of the story is inspired by something that happened to us. So we were in Lidl, and it's 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 interesting because we were, we were in Lidl. We had put our stuff on the conveyor belt, and there was a lady who was um, putting her stuff before us, and she turned around and she said to us, "Where are you guys from?" 
Now, we've lived in the place that we, that we currently live, in the area that we live for, I mean, I've lived here for about four or five years now? No. Okay, three, four years. I don't know. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Nearly four years. Yeah, nearly four years. Yeah. And um, I me, mean, just a few months less. Yeah, exactly. So we've lived here, here so we've for about here, five years. Yeah, so we've lived here nearly four years, and, you know, we're known within the community of where we live. And Tiny place. Yeah. And she turned around and she said, where do you live? Where are you from? Yeah, where are you she from? Said. And we were like, here, that, you know, that's what we replied. And she went, oh, okay. Oh, well, because, you know, my uh, daughter's dating an Indian. I'm not sure if you know him. And I, we were like, um, no. I mean, India is a country with 1.3 billion people. <laughs> we're not going to know everyone. Do you know what I mean? We're not Indian either. No, we're not Indian. But it doesn't matter. That's besides I'm not the concerned point. about that. And I was outraged that she that she couldn't fathom the fact that we come from the same place. And that's why I said to her, I was like, bitch, where the fuck are you from? Mm. Obviously, I'd said it yeah, in a mob. But in your head. Yeah, in my, in my head, I was Cardi B. In my I head, like, I was kicking the shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Sorry, you're not seeing my face. Yeah, oh my gosh. I yeah. tried to restrain myself now, so, so I stay quiet. Was, uh, and, then, and then she said, um, so, and she was like, yeah, I'm from here as well. And I was like, okay, great, brilliant. You know, let's meet at the meetups or whatever. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> And then she was like, oh, yeah, because, um, you know, they all work there, don't they? Wait. They all... Because she was tell, telling us where her this her daughter's boyfriend works. Yeah. And she was like, you know... He works at some car place. Yeah, because, and she thought we worked there because they all work there. Yeah, no, she no, was like, oh... They all... Let me just get this because I'm really mad. Yeah. They all... Who the fuck's they all? Y'all know who they all is. She knew who she went, what she meant by they all. We knew what she meant by they all. Mm. The whole fucking universe knew what she meant by they all. By they, she meant all you fucking brown people work there, don't you? Yeah, literally, literally. And that's, then, that's what she meant. And she was like, oh yeah, because, um, you know, do you know that place? And I was like, no, no. honestly, I don't. And she was, she was like, oh, because, you know, they all work there. And I was like, excuse me? Like, actually, I didn't say that, but in my mind, I was just thinking, do you know what? Like, let, let's just fucking get on. Mm. And interestingly, you know, there was a really nice um, uh, white female behind us who we had a great conversation with, yeah. and she was absolutely fine, and she wasn't asking anything like that. No, it was just a laugh. And then, and then you, you went, "What do you mean by they? What do you mean by they all?" But you didn't say it directly to her, but you meant like you always do. You say it so you make sure she's heard it, and it just got really uncomfortable and awkward. And then she, when she was putting stuff away, she was like, "Anyway, you know, just making conversation." I went, "Okay, great." And like when you said no, and I, then her you were like, actually. I do this and my husband does this. Yeah. You like to get the husband yeah, in there. Yeah, because she was like, oh, what do you do for a living? Because she thought we were just like... Had because to, she, she thought was, we'd work with them. Yeah. She had compartmentalised oh, yeah. us. That's what a lot of people do, though. In, in so, I mean, the thing is, people do that in order to deal with people mm. and understand who they mm. are. Because if you know the story behind them, then it's easier to process oh, yeah. for people. But she just couldn't fathom that we were two brown people who lived in Bingley, be, uh, you know, lived in our area. Oh, my God, I've told everyone already. Cut that out. Um, you know, she couldn't fathom the fact that we were two brown people who lived in this area, who were not taxi drivers, yeah. who, who did not own a takeaway, and just because a lot of people do that here, they save the population and they go back to their respective towns. Mm. She couldn't fathom that, and she couldn't fathom the fact that we didn't work at the um, local car place where a lot of brown people happen to work. Like, how dare you? Do you know what I mean? And that's your that's a conversation that you want to strike with someone. That's literally like me saying, "Oh, um, you know, are you the one who like drinks excessively at the local pub?" Like, oh yeah. 
Because, you know, that's where they all hang out. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, that's just That's rude. where I hang out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, that's just, that's just really rude. Because, I mean, obviously, we live in a white dominant place. So if you go to a pub, um, there's going to be a lot of white people. And the thing is, but, like, the good thing is, but where, where, where in this place, in, this, in the, where we live, people, we're fine going to everywhere. Yeah, but for you me to, I mean? t- to turn around and say, oh, yeah, like, you know, do you know Samantha? I really felt, feel I should have done that. I should have been like, oh, do you know Sophie? Do you know Charlotte? Oh, do, do you know, know Michael? No, do I don't know, know her. Oh, well, you know, she hangs around near that pub where you all hang out. But imagine... How rude would that be? But you know what? That would never come into your mind to do anything like that. No. But the reason why it, it wouldn't come into your mind is because you don't think like that. No. But the fact that she did that, and when I said, you know, what do you mean by that? She was like, uh, but you know what? Then I couldn't take it any... I don't want to take it any further because I don't want beef. I don't want drama in my mm. local Lidl. No. Where we like going and I no. like getting my protein ice cream. But oh, also... Oh, my God. Lidl don't want to take amazing. it. I know, but I don't want to take it there because she'll t- people she i know what people are that are like they'll twist it around because like you're you attacking come me across as the angry brown person yes. who's coming after a woman oh yeah but of I course think I will. You, you you did you made a really good clever passive aggressive statement she knew what she'd done was wrong an instant karma hit when all of her cards and her credit cards started oh yeah back. interesting that i was like Oops. <laughs> but the thing Somebody's is not being do you know how it says like you know i made her feel uncomfortable like she made me feel uncomfortable yeah, by doing that really you made me feel comfortable actually you know i've worked with a lot of people in this place i am well known for that around here so yeah d- don't come for me yeah 100 percent. and there's no need for that so that's when we started talking on, on our walk then about racism and racism that we've um endured from youth to adulthood and how it's changed from our youth so... in different ways so like my question to you is you know can you think can you remember any of the first times you really experienced racism in your childhood or yeah. teenage life can you talk about that a bit it yeah. might be one time if you um, want to zone in a one time. Oh, I mean, I could cry, honestly. Really? It's, mm, it was horrible. Growing up was absolutely, it was really, really horrible. But yeah, guys, you you know what I'm like by now. I don't have any happy stories in my life. <laughs> Until you met me. Yeah. Pr- Even oh, then. <laughs> yeah, the last year's been good, but before that's been shy. No, I'm joking. I've had some great times. I've had some great childhood memories. But in terms of um, racism and um, what I felt, what's really interesting is for the longest time, I refused to acknowledge what racism was. Mm. And I, because it's almost admitting defeat okay. in my mind. Yeah. Because you, what is racism for me is being, you know, in my, you know, what happened to me, I could um, interpret it as being uh, something where you're being picked on for something that you can't help. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, it was almost like as if there was something wrong with me. So if I was to mm. admit racism, it w- it, I would be admitting that there's something wrong yeah. with me, there's something different about me. But right from the get-go, I've been that pageant queen and I believe in equality <laughs> and all that Come shit. Kennedy. Right? No, but that's, that's yeah. the thing. So, like, really? I was like, I had... And also, I think sometimes the power of denial can help you get through stuff. So I'd be like, oh, you know, it's... Um, it's fine. I, I When I was at uni, I would tell people, I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't really experienced racism. I just had a great time and blah, blah, blah. And then when I had the capacity to deal with situations, yeah. similar to being kicked out of house, yeah. home, I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, this happened. And then when I had the time to process it, I was like, shit, I experienced a lot of racism growing up. Can you talk to us about and it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do, uh, 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 I, I can do for sure. And with bullying as well. Yeah. I was in denial of it. But the some of the earliest times that I remember was we would... And by we, I mean like my brown friends, we'd be treated like dirt. Yeah. We would, you know, there was a guy called uh, Scott or Scotty who used to live across the road. Mm-hmm. 
Hey Scotty, if you're listening, hope you're dead. Um, he would literally open the window and just be like, "Fucking patties!" Oh my god! And slam the window shut and um, what the fuck? Uh, you know, and he was older. So if we, if I was, I was eight. He was fifteen years old. Yeah. And he was like a gym goer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he he looked a lot older than he was. Yeah. So by the time I was ten, he was like what, sixteen, seventeen years old. Yeah. And he like he would purposefully bully us and profile us on our street. And her his house was directly across from mine. His mum couldn't give a fuck, and his dad was an absolute arsehole. He Product would, of the upbringing there, aren't they? Literally, and his mum used to just have herself done up, or what her version of being done up was. And just, you know, go about her day. And, like, if he came out, like, if we walked out, he would come out of the garden just to, like, spook us and, like, um, intimidate us. And my elder brother was quite meek growing up. And he would do that. And then he hit my sister. And my sister had uh, a scar on her hip. um, Because I think he hit her with a metal rod or something. And my dad lost his shit. And and my dad's, uh, I think he's April born. He's like a Taurus like me. And the thing is, like, my dad is absolutely fine. He's quite calm and collected. Mm. But the minute you piss him off, he literally sees blood. And he'd come after his 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 daughter. Yeah. And I remember there was no one on the street. No one dared go out on the street on that day. And my dad came up. He got him out of the house. And my dad beat the shit out of yeah. him. Yes! I'm sorry, that's karma. No, but I'm talking blood. blood oh, God. My dad had gripped him, and I remember uh, uh, my dad had gripped him and, like, slammed his head against the metal mm. piping. Now it's all plastic. It used to be pipe, but, um, thing magic back in, the, back in the days. And he got shit scared. He never messed around with us ever again. And I remember, um, and then on top of that, my dad called the police because um, <laughs> you're not getting shot and call the police. And I remember, I remember he was literally cowering under this car. Yeah, it was, it was. It, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't condone violence and all that jazz. Um, but it, I am mad. It, but it, it was, it was. I, I saw instant revenge. It was very like cinematic in that way. And validation, and, revenge. And he, he just, he was a completely transformed person from that day onwards. Like he was, he was absolutely. Horrible, yeah. absolutely horrible. I remember there was this another another time. Sorry, I am going on a tangent here, but there was a, another time when the, you, there used to be this field called Burgess Field, Burgess's Field, and we'd go over there and play. But it was just slightly uh, too far away from home, if you like. Yeah. My mum used to not prefer us to play. I know there. exactly you what know you exactly mean. You know exactly what yeah. I mean, and because it was way out of sight, yeah. you know, and we'd walk back. And we'd walk from uh, walk around a predominant white area, mm-hmm. and him and his friends used to like intimidate us, push us. I remember he like was like, Ugh, "Yeah, they're fucking dirty, they're fucking smelly, and God knows what." And I remember there was a time he did it, and then I pushed him back. I was a kid, I was a baby, and yeah. we were all being quiet. Um, and um, he literally, he went like this and he was like, ugh, like disgusting. Like he was disgusted at the fact that me as a brown person had touched him. That was more outrageous at the, uh, rather than the fact that I, that the, rather than the fact that I pushed him. And some, you know, putting that all into context was when I read the book, um, is it uh, Rolling Thunder, Hear My Cry? Mm. And that book is about... Roll of Thunder. Roll of Thunder, Hear yeah. My Cry. And because that is about... Racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, you know, those simple things that would happen to those kids when they'd go to school and so on and so forth. 
that resonated with me mm. so, so strongly. And it's one of my favorite books. I don't think I've ever told you this. It's one of my favorite yeah. books because it was just such an honest story and it was something that I could, you know, not entirely relate to, but it, I could really be compassionate towards because there was so much that I had experienced be just because of the color on yeah. my skin. But what about you? What was it like for you? God, I don't remember. The first time. You know. I mean, I'm assuming you have uh, faced racism. <laughs> Racial attacks. This is me. Racism. Come on. Yeah. Everyone wants to attack me for something. Uh, <laughs> I feel very attacked. Um, do you know what? I can't pinpoint the first time. What I remember as a kid is not really understanding. Mm. You know, being called names. Being you know, Yeah, do you know, we... Well, when I was growing up for a while, we lived on, yeah, after we moved from out of Bradford for a bit, we lived in a council estate, and yeah. it was like, you know, next door neighbour was Bengali, the next ones were half Indian after that, so it was like, cool, we're all brown, sort of thing, yeah. but I never realised that until now, we're all brown, right. it was just, when you're a kid, you're a kid, and it was yeah. always the teenagers, interesting yes. that, kids are innocent, racism is taught end of mm. um it was all the teenagers that used to it was a small stuff like give us little looks that's how it started call us names mm. you know packy always packy for all of us yeah always packy for all of us yeah. and i didn't quite understand what that meant yeah. you know and i was like okay what does this mean and you know um be really horrible to us and uh, try to steal our toys off the street and our bikes and stuff like that Gosh. and just be really really mean and pick on us and then um i think my the story was less of more, more when I was going to my um, secondary school in the teenage years. Went to the same school. Fuck mm. me. Yeah, it was horrible. That was a hard school anyway, okay? And and the thing was, I think, you know, everyone always assumes that we dealt with loads of homophobia first. No, we were brown before anything. Yeah. And that's, that's the first thing anyone saw. And for me, my struggle was definitely the fact that all my friends were white. Mm. So I got a lot of racism from that end from other white people. So my friends were white and mm. people used to say to me, you can't hang around with them because you're a packy. Yeah. You're dirty, you're brown, you're smelly, you eat curry. You can't be an emo because you're a packy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? From from them. And then I didn't, obviously from the ages, always hated me because they were like, you're white. Same. And it was really fucking weird. It's like, this is some reverse shit that's going on right now. Yeah. And I didn't know, and you know, even walking to school, like some days when I walked by myself, if I didn't meet my friend, it was like, um, Forget about the Asians. Let's keep it to one side because they were horrible to me anyway. But the, some of the white kids walking in school used to be horrible. Things like I tried to little stones at me, little sticks, mm. and just little things like that. Call me dirty packy, you dirty, you smelly, and it's like how how is this? And I, I never told my mum. Really? Never told my mum. Never. Not till this day. Yeah. I never told my mum because I didn't want. I was I was doing well at school. I was getting a good education. It's almost like admitting defeat. Yeah, isn't it? I didn't want yeah. her. I don't know, I don't want to, I feel like I was going to ruin her life. Yes. If I yeah. told my mum, like, I'm being, or even telling my friends, I was too scared to tell any of my friends, mm. you know, that I walked to school and this happened and yeah. this person said this to me and this person said that to me and it was do just think, horrible. Do, do you think that one of the reasons why you didn't tell your friends was because you doubted that they might, that they'd um, stick up for you? Maybe, but saying that, you know what, like, I'm, I'm not in touch with many people from school apart from one really good friend mm. and maybe a, a few others or whatever but like girl my friends that were fierce yeah you know yeah. what I mean oh yeah you've like, got some great friends I've had I, even then you might not be in touch with them not for negative things because it's natural isn't it to just grow apart and move away yeah. yeah they were fierce bitches and they would have stood up for me and actually they did one guy <clears throat> Eddie Parson 
still out there. Hey, girl, hey. He was horrible to us as a group of little emo kids, mm. particularly to me. He used to um, be racist to me. He used to throw pork at me and ham sandwiches and all really? that kind of shit. Yeah. That. Then I didn't realise how bad it was then. And you've got to remember, yeah. like, I... I still identified as somewhat a Muslim then, yeah. or whatever. I'm brown, so you assume I'm Muslim, but I, till this day, can't eat pork because of indoctrination, can I? Yeah. So it, it is a race. It's a racist attack anyway. Yeah, I mean, also by the side note, pork doesn't yeah, no. taste that great. But like, it's 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 a racist attack anyway. This was yeah. in school. Mm. Me going to tell some of the teachers in school, right? In that school, nothing got done. Oh, may, oh, oh my I God, babe, let me finish. Yeah. Nothing got done. Do you know when something got done? One my one of my best friends to this day, she's still there. She is that best friend. She was like, I'm not having this. Told her dad, who knew his dad. Mm. He's like the shit out of him. Really? For bullying us, didn't speak to us. Yeah. I did from that. I got so mad with this little table and I, I took a bin at him at one point and mm-hmm. then the school were telling me that I need anger management. Yeah. Because I'm the angry man boy. Yeah. I need the anger management because it's done so far you can push a person that I got so pissed off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unacceptable. What it's, were you going to say? Um, well, just uh, a few points, really. I think, um, yeah, it's. I think what's great is, uh, you know, was what you where we can draw parallels in our uh, early childhood is that I did have a lot of white friends as well. Yeah. My friends were predominantly white. Yeah. It says RuPaul says, you know, um, when he in one of the reunion episodes when he said, you know, the black people. Uh, told me that I was too white, the white people told me I was too black, Same and with then some X person was telling me I'm too gay, and he was mm-hmm. like, well, where the fuck do I go? It was the exact same story for me as well, and I'm, I'd imagine it was for you as well, oh, yeah. where, 100%. you know, I remember there was this one Bengali girl, and she would be like, oh, you want to be a Gora, which means a white person, oh, but you're, ga- but you're Gala, as in, oh, but you're black, and I was like, oh my gosh, Life isn't A, it's not that black and white, and B, I don't want to be either. I, I am myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I am yeah. a person of colour, but just because I have a lot of white people, you know, I have a lot of friend a lot of friends who happen to be white. I'm not friends with them because they're mm-hmm. uh, you know, white or I'm trying to fill a quota. You know, and just because I don't get along with a lot of the South Asian guys and girls who go to my school because they don't have great prospects. And funnily enough, I'm pretty sure all of them have kids and, and you know, uh, some of them are in jail and all sorts. So I was like, where the hell do I go? And I tell you what, another point which I wanted to make um, is the film East is East. Yeah. Funny, great, entertaining. It did fuck all for oh, us yeah. when we That's were at the school. Tea. That's the team. There's a line in that film. It's, it's Do you know what? In hindsight, it's an incredibly regressive film. Mm. It's really regressive. It painted South Asian, South Asians, Hindu, Muslim, Bengali, Sri Lankan, all alike. It painted us in such a negative light. There's, uh, you know, there's a, a mixed race um, kid who's mm. half Pakistani, half white, and he's screaming down the streets in the film, going, "Mom, the Pakis are here." Mm. That was and, and what used to happen in school? Kids used to quote lines and used to be like, "Oh, have you seen this disease? Have you seen this disease? This happens in." And it. the Pakis are here. Oh yeah, mom, the Pakis are here. When they say that, oh, it's so funny. And then one of the mixed race girls who used to go to our school, um, she used to say it because I, I suppose she was battling her own demons and she wanted yeah. to appear Caucasian for you know to avoid being profiled or whatever. And I was like, "What are you doing? Mm. The, you can't say that." Mm. It's it's 
extremely offensive mm. it's racist it's not funny mm. you know you can't there's there's people you know people get beaten the crap out of people even die as a result of this you can't mm. make jokes about it oh yeah do you know what i mean and it's interesting because you know do you know we talk about like racism through time we talk about um people that came before us and how bad it was for them mm. and it's changed it's different now doesn't mean it's got better it's, yeah it's, it's it's very very different now like you know, through your teenagers, and obviously we had the um, um, the issues with us having white friends, but they were our friends for being our friends. Yeah, that, that's, great that's, people, that's yeah. a matter. That's a matter of fact. But and then we, I grew yeah. like from that. I don't know about you, but I and I didn't process this till maybe recently. Mm. I grew to really hate my skin and my skin yeah, color through same. that. Like I was desperate to be white. I was, I, when I was about 13, 14, I used to pray, like, to be white. Like, I was like, can I just be white? Like, because I associated being white skin colour. Being uh, superior. I'd been superior. And, like, mm. I was like, everyone will treat me right. No one will bully me. No, no one will be mean to me. I'll blend in. I'll fit in. It'll be fine. Because I'm freak. I'm a weirdo enough as it is. I'm gay yeah. emo kid. Yeah. I don't need this extra layer. And I would just, honestly, I used to be in tears over wanting to be white so much. Really? I like, oh my God, you sit in my bedroom crying, like, can I just be white? Yeah, and like, and I'm thinking, how can a teenager, mm. be, I'm looking at myself in retrospect as another person, how can a teenager be allowed to feel like that? How we made it, to feel like made, that. Or made to feel like that. How is that okay? It's not okay. No, it's not, not at all. And I, th I think, um, I think it was a lot um, mm. who raised a really point. What, what they said was, um, I, I, I'm really paraphrasing, but it might not have been a lock, but um, what was said was, you know, there are some really great people out there. And I think it's those allies that you've mentioned that, you know, were your white friends who stood up for you that mm. helped you get through. Oh, yeah. And I had that. And to this day, I have great people of all races and, relig and religions who are my friends and we get along so well and they are so supportive. I wouldn't have been where I am today. May not have even been alive had it not oh, been yeah. for some of them. Um, but the ones who make you feel inferior, I think, A, they um, are fearful of the unknown, they don't mm. know, and rather than educate themselves, they um, um, prefer to tear you down. I think, you know, you, 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 as I've known you, I think you've really come into your culture and you come into, and your heritage more and more and more as each year goes on. Oh, yeah. And it's almost the undoing of the shame that was associated with yes. being brown. And the reason why um, people make you feel like that is so that you don't realize your own strength. You know, I, me, I grew up bilingual, bitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that, whatever language it is, it unlocks so much. Yeah. And you know uh, a lot of, um, you know, languages, that South Asian languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got that connection yourself. And if somebody denies you that, I mean, I remember if I talk, um, you know, people would correct me in school and be like, uh, can you talk English, please? This is England. Got another story about that. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. This is England. It's, an, it's a nation of immigrants. I can talk in whatever language I want to. Do you know what? More than that, this is the world. Yeah. You don't own anywhere. Yeah. We don't own shit. This is what mind boggles me. Like, us, our nation, our country. No, this world is ours. This world is mine, bitch. We're this global citizens. Yours, bitch. We are global citizens. We can talk whatever languages we want anywhere in the world. And I see no problem with it. Mm. Talk whatever language you want everywhere. There's no issue because it's like... It, like, how have we allowed ourselves to be so narrow-minded and regressive? Do you know what? I know it sounds crazy, but it's them aliens are looking down at us laughing. 
well, thinking, well, who the fuck are they? Look, they can't even get along because someone next door is speaking another language to them. Really, Queen? That really <laughs> is what people are fighting over? But it's so interesting that you say that uh, because there is this un- unpopular theory around <laughs> um, aliens making contact with humans. And they think that one of the reasons, I mean, obviously, this is Area 51 conspiracies yeah. and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's possible that aliens are not necessarily in creature form Mm -hmm. they might just be data yeah and one of the reasons why they have not made contact with humans is because they see us as such a poorly developed race (laughs) and that they're so superior and so far away that they don't even see the worth in making contact with us i suppose a comparison is literally if you are the superior alien and you look down at planet earth and you're like oh they're ants like great you know they're not much used to us so let's just move mm. on to the next planet <laughs> well you know what anywho so, that's, that's a tea but like that's alien racism through, through, for I the next episode through, through my experiences like you said you know like from that i tried to run away from my culture as much as i could because i was, was so an active to, to i us. think so yeah i think i was so ashamed of everything mm. everything was like okay don't tell anyone about it you know keep it hidden mm. i used to like wearing like um asian clothes and stuff i never used to me, who would die to wear them now, I never used to. I used to try to avoid anything like that, music, clothes, everything like that, because I was so sh- ashamed to step out. When we used to have to go to the mosque, like, and, you know, some Archimedes and stuff, I was like, please don't let any of my white friends see me. Please oh, don't yeah. let anyone white see me. It was me. almost like a walk please of shame. Please don't let any of my next door neighbours see me. Don't let anyone see me in this outfit that I don't want to wear. If I could talk to myself then, I'd be like, first of all, the outfit's shit. Second of all, get an outfit like that, but <laughs> put more glitter on it. Yeah. And then go and prance and dance in the streets to go like, just my bitch. And get it. Yeah. And it's like, what was wrong with me? And now I'm like, I'll wear them and walk anywhere. It, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'll go to an event and do it. And it, sound, it feels so powerful and liberating doing it now because it's been pushed out of me and getting in touch. See, racism has led me to run away from my culture. Yeah. Which is not good. And how times have changed because now, I mean, obviously, um, I think by and large, racism has gone down significantly in the country. Obviously, Brexit didn't do any wonders for anyone. I did. And that, that caused a lot of increase in, in violent crimes in the UK and so on and so forth. I mean, that that's a side story. But overall, by and large, it has gone down and down and down. And I, my point is, look at how, how times have changed now. I mean, let's like, say, for example, on our henna ceremony, on our wedding, Everyone was like, oh my God, your outfits looked amazing. And they were South Asian outfits. Yeah. And I was like, I was prancing and dancing. I couldn't give a crap. Um, and uh, one of the best things that ever happened uh, was when fish and chips was knocked over and curry became the nation's favourite food. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bow down, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, it, it's the truth, though. And, like, and so you know, gr- growing up and also hearing people like, being negative about, um, you know, Asian people that are, you're taxi drivers and... You know, you, you own this shop. A bitch, they're shop owners. Them taxi drivers make a lot of fucking money. No, but <laughs> they're the, owners yeah. of places and stop, stop demean, diminishing, demeaning everything they do. I don't care what job anyone's in or race they are in, in that yeah. job. It doesn't matter. But going back to the point of like, you know, of getting rid of your culture and like coming into my adulthood now, I love my brown skin and I appreciate it more, more now. And I call it brown excellence for a reason. And I don't <laughs> care if people get mad at me saying that because it's a fir- one of the first times in my life I'm like, you know what? Yes. This is sickening. I look sick. I love my skin. We are beautiful. Do you know what I mean? So what changed that? Was there a turning point that you can pinpoint? Because um, I can. Okay, go on then. For me, um, one of the turning points, because I didn't like my skin colour. I was I'm quite dark uh, in comparison to a lot of Pakistanis yeah. who, who are around, you know, live around this area. And so my mother, and, and in South Asian culture, 
light skinned is considered more beautiful, particularly yeah. with with women. You know, fairer skin. It, it's a multi billion dollar industry yeah. in in uh, India and South Asia. Um, you know, fairness creams and so on and so forth. So my mom used to be like, oh, drink lemon water, drink more milk, drink grapes that will make your skin, you know, fairer and all sorts and put flour on your face and all sorts. Like, honestly, like crazy. But anyway, um, then I kind of gave up, quote unquote. I was like, right, this is who I am. And then my mom used to be like, oh, you know, you've been out the sun, you look really dark. And I was like, I don't give a crap, good. But the time where, so that was me sticking up for myself, but the time where I really celebrated it was when I was in Budapest. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Because like, I know obviously I'm married and devoted to you now, that's a disclaimer I'm putting in. But when I was single, like, you know, guys were like, oh, your skin looks amazing. And you went to a foreign land to live. Yeah, and... (laughs) Uh, you know, I, uh, I I went there to live, yeah. And people were like, oh my God, your skin's like so exotic and where are you from and what's your background? And I was like, I'm from Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, that, I mean, okay, obviously there were some guys that I must have got with that just wanted to get with a brown guy, yeah. fine, whatever. But like, it made me feel so good because yeah, I yeah. was like, here I have something that I, that was something that was hidden and shameful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And People are literally celebrating me saying, oh, you're the... And back then, there was, I think, during the year that I stayed there, I saw one other brown person, probably. Or at least one other Pakistani person. Now it's changed. But, you know, I I was a bit of a um, novelty, I suppose. And people are like... And I came back as a different person. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have brown skin. I used to go on tan tan beds and stuff as well. Yeah, you should never have done that, Yeah, okay, I find I shouldn't have done. But I was like, okay, I'm brown, and now I want a glow. No, girl. (laughs) But you know what? That's amazing. But isn't it such, such, such a shame that it had to be that that had to be your turning point? You know, like mm. to, that to love your skin. Mm. Like, girl, you should be born loving your skin. But it's interesting that your mother wanted to make you lighter because my nice. grandma was similar in that way. She was like, she used to, if you had darker skin and you were one of her kids, she used to treat you even worse than she mm. would treat you. And she was like, you know, I like the light one. She even used to say, I like that grandkid because they're the lightest. Yeah. Like what the fuck? And you know when kids were born into families and stuff, and either side of my families, and it was like, oh my god! Like when my sister was born, she's like, oh she's so good because like she has light eyes and light hair and light skin. Yeah. And and my mum was just like, yeah, but you know what? It, it's it, the skin, the hair, the eyes. It's gonna change every single day, and I don't give a fuck. My mum used to literally yeah. say that I don't care if it's light or dark. Yeah, like, I don't care. And that's such an issue that. Like, it's away from, even away from racism, like, within our own community, like, within the Asian community, it's such an issue to want to be white. And, like, yeah. girl, it's a real problem, isn't it? Can't believe your oh. mum used to say that to you. Well, she used to say even more stuff. Uh, one uh, other story that we shall have is um, my younger brother is really fair-skinned. He's a really, uh, uh, he was a really cute baby, and he's grown yeah. up to be a really handsome guy. Um, but when he was younger, you know, he was very fair skinned, really, really fair skinned. You know, our, our heritage is Bataan and Bataans usually tend to have quite fair skin. And, um, when I was one years old, I think I had, I had fair skin, you know, I was, I had fair skin in the pictures and stuff. Ah, I mean, you know, okay, whatever. But obviously, you know, we have melanin in our skin and, I suppose it's normal to get darker over the years potentially that yeah. I, I don't know the science behind it but that that does happen and i think i had obviously gone darker as the years have gone in and yeah. and, and it happens to people people's eye eye color goes darker people's hair color goes darker well, I did. yeah exactly and I had brown hair 
Yeah, there you go. And uh, and uh, my mum used to be like, oh, you know, you used to be so fair-skinned. What happened to you? And Amir, I was like eight years old. Oh my, what do you mean, what happened and to you? And she was like, oh, you know, you were so fair-skinned. And what happened to you? And, you know, ever since you were ill, this has happened to you. And you need to eat more yogurt. You should do this and stuff. And I was like, now I'm like... Bitch, there was nothing wrong with me. Nothing was broken, therefore nothing needed to be fixed. Now we go on holiday and we're like, quick, let's get darker and darker. I, like, I want to I peel. I wanna, I wanna, <laughs> we, we did, we I have. Experience we're still peeling from Portugal. I want to experience this phenomenon of peeling. But the, the, but, well, the other point which I was going to make was... Um, oh, I can't remember what it was now. But, but yeah, so that used to happen. And then like I'd have massive comparisons drawn. And then now I'm just like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, I'm... Mm. I'm fine. Like, I'm fine with the colour of my skin. Oh, and then, uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, my mum used to say, oh, when you were young, you used to be so pale. And, like, you know, uh, the white ladies used to say, oh, he's one of ours. Give give him to me. Oh, it was so, and she used to, like, think back at it fondly. Like, it's such a compliment. And I'm like, okay, so people were considering Madeline McCanning me. Girl. And you were happy with that. Like, but that's just so wrong on where, all parts. Where did these women get it from? Why do they feel that way? Just it's just inbuilt, I suppose. Yeah, because like I was reading some stuff the other day where people were like posting online, and they're right. like trying to compare, like you know, saying, "Oh, but you know what? It's okay for like um, because Asians want to be lighter. It's okay for white women to um, try to you know get darker and mm. stuff like that." And what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I really don't get it. I think. Um, you know, there's some big cosmetic brands out there that yeah. are like, be comfortable in your skin and fucking love yourself. But like, that should start, and, and that should apply to all races. Yeah. It really should. But no matter how white you are, no matter how dark you, you know, are. I don't understand. And obviously because we're brown people that have been brought up in the Western world and mm. born in the Western world, we yeah. see it on both sides. Yeah. We see brown people dying to be white. And then we girl, see... my auntie used to look like a ghost. Oh, girl. Oh, the, the makeup that they do. And oh, my sister, yeah, I even caught my like sister... You're ruining with, all your features. I even saw my sister with, like, whitening polish scrubs. And she was like, oh, no, I only use it occasionally. You know, my skin's fairer. Yeah. And, and she even she used to say it as a compliment. She used to be like, oh, people think I'm Arab because a lot of Arabs... Oh, I are, hate that. A lot of Arabs are often mm. light-skinned. And she had big... My sister's very beautiful. She's yeah. got big eyes. And she was like, oh, you know, because, like, they don't even think I'm Pakistani. They think I'm Arab. And I was like, that's not a compliment. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That might just mean that they're surprised that you're allowed to drive. I have a massive issue with that. Like, know. I know when people say, ah, oh, they thought I was half Portuguese and half this and they... Th- is that there's no superior race no. there's no superior place you should look at me and think i'm pakistani because you know what guess what yeah. i am but what i was uh, absolutely but the point that i was uh, getting to is yeah um to your question yeah i see brown people trying to look white i see white people <laughs> trying to look brown and i actually spoke to my barbers the other day and i said to them because one of them's taking tanning injections and he is darker than you at this point oh, and, yeah. he's, and he's and he's white and I said to them, I said, why do you want to go darker? Why do you want a tan? Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, it's just healthier, isn't it? I went, excuse me? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, you just feel good about yourself and you feel healthy. And I was like, I said, okay, you feel good about yourself when you're out in the sun and if you get a natural tan. Vitamin D. There's a, you, there's a science behind it. Yeah. You get vitamin D. It, it's a vitamin. It'll make you feel better. You're out in the sun. It's usually associated with recreational activities. Yeah. You will feel better. That 
feeling I don't think you can replicate by getting in a tan bed or injecting yourself mm. with, you know, non-FDA approved drugs. Like, See, it's just not going to work. I have a few things to say about all this issue. Okay. So I was reading, let me get yeah. this person like, you know, like this person literally is like, it's okay for people to want to get darker and want to get lighter, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. Actually, it's not the same thing. You know, like... If a white woman's applying darker foundation, you know why it usually is? Because they want to appear racially ambiguous. Let's be honest. Really? Be- yeah, because they think being mixed race, racially ambiguous is, you know, I'm going to look hotter, I'm going to be cooler, etc., etc. No. Girl, there's loads of girls out there that want to do that. Do you there, know there's many, really many girls. I, I, I have met, um, and it was like, it's really bad. There was this one girl who I was training with at work, and. Um, She's make she was a makeup artist yeah. by trade. Absolutely stunning. Really beautiful girl. And then one day she came in and she looked so incredibly pale. Like noticeably. Like I don't know, like good five, six shades lighter. Yeah. And I said to her, I went, Oh, uh, Polly, you alright? Like you look yeah. ill. And she went, Oh no, I just haven't got got my makeup on. And I was oh, yeah. like, What? It's it's, it's that to that level. And <laughs> and like the fact that they, they, there's some people online trying to compare white women trying to want it to appear um, racially ambiguous because it's uh, you know it's a lucrative trend at the end of the day isn't it makeup lines are making money off this um, from white women it's not the same as comparing it to like um, dark skinned Asian women who are trying to be white because of let's say centuries and centuries of colorism mm. do you know what I mean it's not the same at all no. you haven't been you haven't been told for centuries and centuries that your white skin is shit like we've been told for centuries and centuries and centuries that our brown oh skin God, is shit yeah, you haven't like... been told and secondly the whole tan injection and the tanning pills bullshit 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 three times because how dare how can you go, go and get your natural tan girl first of all how is it okay for you to go through tan injections and take your tanning pills and think I feel healthy I've got a glow you don't get the racism that comes with it though do you no. You don't get, you think, I look good, I don't have to deal with the racism though. No. How, what the fuck? That's some kind of mind feel in my head. That is not right. I'm not saying they should be racially abused, but uh-uh, not today, honey, not today. It's, so I suppose what you're saying is, um, or, or it's almost, and I think I've said this before as well, it's yeah. almost like people are being brown without having to deal with the problems of being brown. That's the tea. It's like, um, I remember when I used to go to school and, um, people would say, "Oh, yeah, you. It looks like as if you've like uh, gone in shit. Your skin looks like shit, oh my God. and you eat shit as well as in curries." Yeah. And like, then I come home and my poor mom would be cooking, and she'd be like, "Oh, I've made your favorite salad," and I'd probably have a burst, and I'd go upstairs and like cry or be upset. But you know, I wish if I was talking to that kid, I wish I could take it all back. Oh yeah, I really same. wish. I know exactly like, what I mean. Do you know what? This is a colour of your skin. This is a skin that you're born in. The very thing that they hold against you is the thing that's going to be one of your USPs. Because the number of people that say, oh, now, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, your skin's great. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, and funnily enough, I love cooking. And people are like, you make a great curry. There you go. And then I made it the nation's favourite food. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first. Oh, babe, come on. People use the word hero too many times. <laughs> Fuck but like coming like from you know childhood into teenagers through uni etc into adulthood um and like we've gotten to a position i think if mm-hmm. i can speak for both of us mm. that we love the skin that we're in yes and it, it, it takes hard work and a long time do you know what babe what? we love the skin that we're in and we encourage all other people 
to love the oh, skin yeah. that they're in what and to embrace do? the skin that they're in. No, I'm not doing anything. Alright, okay. No, but it's true. I've got my phone out, guys, but I'm not doing anything. This is why I'm living for Fenty Beauty, because all the way from the whitest to the darkest person, lightest, darkest, sorry, um, you love the skin that you're in, okay? Absolutely, you should love the skin. But I do want to tell the story of what happened earlier this year, and I'll try to do it very quickly. Okay. Um, We went, you know, so like, we've gone from childhood stories, but I do want to tell one of adulthood. And if I'm honest with you, this is one of many. Mm. Never forget the day after Brexit when that woman told me to go the fuck home. Yeah, because yeah? she, she was talking about you and then you took your earphone and you said, was everything okay? And she said that it will be when you go home. Yeah. That was horrible. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was the day after Brexit. Yeah, it was. That changed everything, you know. Mm. And um, mm. so we're in a city in this country early this year and we went for some drinks with friends. It was really lovely. Great time. End of night, we weren't even that drunk. No. You know, we went for a takeout, thought we'd get a burger and chips or something. No more takeout anymore, though, babe. Um, we thought yeah. we'd get it. Ben, my personal trainer, <laughs> if you're hearing, I'm not having any takeaways. <laughs> and um, so what happened was I was ordering the takeout and, you know, Indians were running the shop, etc., etc. And this, there was some really wasted women next to me. And I thought, okay, avoid them at all costs. One of them came to me when I was ordering, you know, can I have some lettuce and tomatoes? She was like, speak proper English to me. Yeah. I knew immediately from my experiences, and I know people like to disagree when I talk about stories like this. I know from my experiences that is immediate racism. I know what she means is, you're a fucking packy. Mm. Speak properly. Mm. First of all, I was speaking properly. Second of all, but what? I'm the one with the English degree. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah. And um, and then I immediately ignored it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Okay. And I was telling you to ignore it. You know, well, you know, you I ignored it. I thought, no, no. You just laughed. I get my food. Huh? Did it again. Then what did she do? She pushed me. She nudged into me. Then she pushed me back onto the guy behind me. I looked at him because I thought he's gonna be like, "What the fuck is she doing?" He was. He said to me, "Get off me." Yeah. Right. Then she. His sister. Yeah, her yeah, sister yeah. was on the other yeah. side. She started chiming. Oh in. yeah. And then then um I got the takeout. She knocked the takeout out of my hand. She ripped the necklace. That was a fucking nice, expensive necklace. My favorite one off me. And she smacked me across the face with a nail and cut me around my nose. And her sister spat on you. Oh yeah. All all of that. And when I threatened to call the police, they ran off. Yeah, but but the gag is, to shorten it all, mm. is, you know, that happened. I was in complete shock. I knew I couldn't do everything. No one, no one, no one stood up. No one did anything. They, no. were, they, were, screaming, they were screaming and shouting us outside. And the one thing that people were saying to us, um, it was some, it was some um, black people came to us and they were like, guys, do you know what? Allow it. Go home. The police van was just there. Just yeah, there. This ain't going to happen. You lot are going to get arrested. Yeah. I'm like... What? And we've got to think of our livelihood, our jobs and our livelihood. You can't do anything. You're a, a, they're girls and you guys are brown. Yeah. And they're going to take the white people's side. That is literally what that black girl said to me. And I I was like, I mean, I wasn't particularly drunk, but that sobered me up right away. But you know what? I was like, oh my gosh. And then, and it was, and that is something which really upsets me to this day because I wish I could have done something. Yeah. Um, But I think the thing that I am doing is and the thing that you're doing yeah. is that you're being the best person that you possibly oh, yeah. can and you are thriving and you are um driving towards success and that's all you can and do i remember i i, I remember uh, what i said to them i said this is your claim to fame your claim to yes, fame is Shilpa, this Shetty. and the and the and I, I, when i said i was going to call uh, the police the blood drained from her face and i went why because you probably got a criminal record already you probably got three kids from f- fucking four different fathers go do the mountain <laughs> page and the blood drained from their faces and they ran I was like this is what you are you're a bunch of skanky bitches do you know but what literally I mean? <laughs> but like I said that's, that's one of 
a lot. And when I when I talk to people, and yeah. you know, I I always do it like, oh, do you know, went this week without any racism. Yeah. I mean it though. Mm. Like that's an amazing feat to go a week without someone making a racist comment or doing something like that woman in Lidl, for example. It's yeah, quite an amazing I think thing. Also, I think um, I was reading a book, a book called Negotiation Genius, and yeah. it talks about a really important point, which is about racial bias. Oh yeah. And it's within the corporate world. You know, racism has changed leaps and bounds. By and large, you know, it's it's significantly de- declined in this country, which is a great thing. It's fantastic. And, you know, now I see... Some studies would suggest otherwise. I, I see more <laughs> and more youngsters who've got different, uh, you know, interracial yes. friends. And it make, even I see it at the gym and it really makes me smile. You know, they all talk to each other. Uh, mm. They're on equal pars. And it just it's just really it's great to, to say. Yeah. Um, uh, but there are people out there that will have racial biases because of their upbringing mm. or because of the environment that they're in without realizing it and you know the book gives a really interesting analogy about um uh, a company who needs to get their grounds reworked so that's lawn work you know making the grounds Mm -hmm. look nice and there's two companies that they want to give the contract to one company is led by a person a woman of color Uh a black woman uh who has new innovative ideas and the other company is led by a white male a white white man uh, and their company values are around um, traditional values, mm-hmm. uh, not traditional values, but tr- a traditional approach. Mm-hmm. So they don't do anything new and innovative. Now, after giving both of them a fair chance in terms of an interview, uh, and knowing that there is, um, you know, the company refer- uh, that wants the work done, they have a great equals opportun- equal opportunities um, mm. process and procedure. So given the fact that they have that, they're going to make uh, an unbiased decision. Inevitably, eventually, they decide to go ahead with the company that is led by the white male with a traditional approach to carry out the groundswork of their mm-hmm. um, buildings. Yeah. Now, no problem with that, right? Yeah. Both of them were given a fair chance. But then the book begins to, and guys, if you're listening, I'd encourage you to read it. The book then begins to dissect as to what might have driven the decision. Would you have made? Would you have swung in the white male's favor, had um, he had new innovative ideas? So what he's trying to say is, did you refuse to go ahead with a company that was going to give you something new because it was led by somebody who was black and yeah. you had a racial bias without yeah. realizing it? And then I, I can't remember the test, but I, I will find it. Um, it's a really great test. I, w- I want to do it as well. Uh, and when this guy did the test, he realized that he actually did have racial bias without even actually realizing mm. it. And I think that is one way in which racism has unfortunately yeah. progressed. Um, in the corporate world, it can happen. It can happen in the working world for a lot of people. Um, and that's I, th- I think that's another part of the puzzle, the puzzle that we need to unlock as, unlock as people of color. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We need to overcome that racial bias. And, you know, there's some great people out there. There's some bad people out there, irrespective of race, religion, color. And, you know, it's a case of navigating through this world without being angry, without being upset and seeing each other as... Uh, seeing each other's as equals, I think that is how we're gonna how we're gonna move forward. But I suppose the question that I have for you is, how have things got better for you? I don't, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, it's changed. I won't use the word better. 
Okay. Personally, mm. it's changed, you know, from um, as a kid, being as a kid, it was okay to say you're a packy, you're this, you're that, you're smelly. Mm. Now people won't say that because it's a hate crime that you can be arrested for. Yes. If you were and, caught, and rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so if you were caught saying that. So it's in different ways, you know. Like, I've only started getting braver going to places that are predominantly white now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In a lot of places because I used to have the fear of everyone staring at me thinking I'm going to do something to them, etc, etc. Et yeah. And I've had people say stuff to me. So it's changed in the, in like the way that people are racist in different ways. It might be ingrained in them. They might do certain things. but um, And some people won't accept it when you call them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think you're right. Said, it's not about being angry. It's not about fighting fire with fire. No. It's about being smart, betting yourself, um, so you can you know just be the best version of yourself and then get the people to listen. This is why... I know this is like random tangent. This is why, like people like this is an example like Beyonce and Jay Z are incredible. Yes. You know, Beyonce came out with Lemonade and stuff, and everyone was like, and you know, a lot of people were like, and online, a lot of white people were like, oh, this is so black, like that phrase, yeah. and this is so like, who this isn't even her, this isn't even her. No girl, what Beyonce has done and Jay Z, they've worked and worked and worked. To get themselves in a position where they're untouchable and now they can have an impact and influence on the community. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Really good That's point. what they've done. And now she can release the true music that she wants to release as well. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that everything before wasn't true. We love them. Yeah, Girl. that's a really... But do you know what I mean? That's a really, really good point. You, yeah. you work yourself into positions. And now when you look at it, in a lot of positions, a lot of brown people are starting to get in positions of power. They stay quiet. Hmm. They buy their time. And um, do you know what? People say, unfortunately, you know what? Brown people, yes, you do have to work harder. Okay. You do have to suck it up mm-hmm. and work harder. But bitch, the payoff is there. You work harder, you get in the positions, mm-hmm. and then you can make a difference, a social change. You know, my mum used to say, she used to say that um, the fight isn't um, with hands. Yeah. The fight is of education. Oh, she, yeah. used to, she used to say to me, she used to, be, she used to say, fight with your pen. Yeah. As in... Immerse yourself in your education, mm. immerse yourself in your skills, and be that better person who is in that better position to be able to defend himself mm. all the more. And that's so true. And upon reflection, you know what my dad did, he did that out of anger. Yeah. Um, you know, now that I'm of a similar age to what he was probably back yeah. then, I would handle things very differently. Yeah. I don't think that that was the answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the ins and outs, I don't know what was the, his thought process was, but. You know, it's it's not about that, and it's, it links in really well to what you're talking about. You know, in terms of what Jay Z and Beyonce have done. Mm. You know, they've worked hard, they've grafted, and now they're in a position. Yeah, now they're in a. You know, and this applies to everyone really. You know, work hard and be in that position where you are able to um, initiate the change that you want to see. That's mm. really, you know, that's really, really what it's what it's about. And yeah, I know it's been a, a heavy. Um, episode. Do you know what the thing is? I could talk about this for 5, 10, 15 more hours. There's loads of stories. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if you've got any stories that you want to send through and get off your chest, Yeah, I think, you know, if there's if there's any um, uh, kids out there who go to school, I know there's some youngsters who listen, you know, if you are experiencing anything like that, or if you feel that, you know, you, you have a bias towards somebody and you want to know as to how to navigate around that, um, you know, give us a shout right into us. Uh, I know some of you, you guys have done that in the past and, you know, uh, talk to us. We can make it a part of us, part of the podcast. We can, we, we can talk about it. Um, 
And yeah, yeah, we love everyone. Well, <laughs> I hate everyone equally. <laughs> I hate everyone equally too, including you. I hate you the most equally. So are we ready for my Mel B impression? Yeah, I've been waiting for it. Go for it, girl. <laughs> wow, you, 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 you probably put me on the spot there. Well, I'll put you on the spot. You were like, please ask me to do this impression. Go on then, girl. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did, did you beg. Be like, oh, I don't know. What should I say? What do you want me to say? Shall I do oh, it? I want to pretend you're Mel B going shopping Lidl. Oh, do! Ah, Mel B. Oh, shall I talk to you like communicate? Yeah, go on. Okay, so Mel B, welcome to Lidl. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing really good, Amelia. How are you doing? Oh. Didn't see you up being gone last night. Um, yeah, uh, ooh, ooh, sorry. Like, don't want to help you with your basket and your trolley today. Yeah, love, I've been buying loads of bags of chips, but they turn out shite. Well, I can help you with that. What kind of chips do you like? I have no fucking idea, love, but I paid good money for this. Okay, would money. you like to follow me down the aisle, please? No, I just want to put my hands down my pants and smoke. Mel B, would you like to get off, you know, the ladder, please? I just want to put my hands down my pants and smell crap paste. <laughs> oh my God, will you get out of the trolley, Mel B? Are you happy with that? Are you happy with yourself? I don't know why I did that, but guys... <laughs> Do you know what? I married him. If, why? If you guys like my Melby impression, then do get in touch. Please but, um, the reasons why I married him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I think I think we're ready to wrap up. I. Do you know what? I feel good. And you know what? If you want to follow us on Instagram, go follow us at You Don't Love Me underscore podcast. And if you want to tweet us, YDLM underscore podcast hashtag it. Keep the fun out. And you know what? Keep emailing us. You know what? It's really nice to respond by email and you know have that conversation and keep dming us yeah. and getting it girl because we fucking love you guys do you yeah. know what i mean yeah get in touch with us whichever way you want to like that's absolutely fine give us some five star reviews please oh my god the crowd's, crowd's going wild oh yeah wild fucking crowd wow 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 crowd okay wow. and rihanna if you're listening i'm ready for our nine yeah, and As guys, I'm so ready. If you want to sponsor us, get in touch. I should really do something about it, but I need to get in touch with people because but, I'm sure there are people out there that want to get of in course. touch. Of Um And yeah, hopefully next week will be a lighter <laughs> episode. I think that was light. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> bye guys. Bye.